We are back with another edition of Smart Driving Cars. Thank you for spending time with us. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. It's chilly. And with us from Sweden, where it's even chillier, <laughs> is consultant and publisher of The Dispatcher, Michael Senna. Hi, Michael. Hi. Good to see you both again, Fred, Alan. Nice. It's it's both dark and snowy here in Sweden. Ooh, how much right. snow? Does the sun well, even come up anymore? Or it's you about like... eight inches. No, where where we live, it comes. It's it still comes up for about six hours during the day. Yeah. Ooh, geez, that must be so depressing. Sorry. No, no, everybody gets the same amount of sun. It just comes at different times. I know. <laughs> That is a true statement. You know? yes. In the end, it's all about the distribution of things, not necessarily their value at any particular point in time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, the picture at GM Cruise is not getting any brighter. Uh, the New York Times has a headline reading, GM to cut spending on cruise self-driving unit. It says GM will substantially lower spending on autonomous vehicle efforts next year. Michael, you focused on, on Cruise in a new Dispatch Central piece here and some interesting thoughts. Well, yeah, well, I, I sent out the uh, the one issue or the one article in the in the next issue that's that's upcoming because it was it was very topical and we discussed it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but then just after we had discussed it, uh, a few other things happened. The CEO and his his uh, his uh, kind of co co-founder both uh, resigned and the um, chairman of Cruise is also the CEO of General Motors um, who makes more money than any other CEO of any other car company. And what my article tried to put in, into perspective was Cruz has been, in my opinion, Cruz has, has been something that General Motors has used as a, as a foil, as a way of getting their value, their stock price, to increase as opposed to having Cruise, a company which they purchased and which they own, um, incorporated in a way into General Motors so that it had some sort of a future outside of what is its market value? How much money is it going to make theoretically? I mean, she's been promoting this company as a, as a you know, as a, um, 80 to 50 billion dollar company in by 2030 and I, I just wonder where those kinds of numbers come from i mean tesla is a 90 billion dollar company general motors is a 150 billion dollar company by 2030 this little company that's that's it's it's not even a company i mean it is it's inside of of general motors a wholly owned subsidiary you know it's just making huge amounts of or spending large amounts of money it's not generating any any uh, any income so what i said in the article was that it's it really isn't fair for this company to be and especially 
Kyle Voigt and, and uh, his, his uh, co-founder to be taking the heat for trying to promote the company in a way that it shouldn't have been trying to promote it. The company should have been doing, should have been staying inside of its, of its, of its territory of working, you know, as well as it could within the context of it being second to, to Google of not having the full capabilities that, that, uh, sorry, Waymo, that, that Waymo has. But instead, it's been pressured. I mean, SoftBank comes in there with, you know, with lots of money and they expect to return. And, you know, finally, they just sort of got out of the picture because they didn't see uh, Cruz doing an IPO. You know, this company was, was put into a position of having to do more than it should have been doing. So instead of taking the heat themselves, General Motors, it pushed it back onto to Cruise. And so now they're coming and I and I said in this in the article, don't do what Ford and General and Volkswagen did to Argo. Saying, you know, it's not doing what it's supposed to do, so we're just gonna pull out and close it, close everything and and you know, that's that's gonna be the end of the day. It doesn't sound like they're gonna do that, but but essentially, you know, by saying that we're gonna close we're going to slow down. We're not going to invest as much money. They're essentially saying we don't see this company adding to our value, so we're just going to devalue it ourselves and you know let let other people do it. They stopped producing the the car that they were doing together with Honda, which I think is a good thing because I don't think that car was worth you know worth the money that they were putting into it. You know, four four people in a car, you know, everybody, you know, on their way to the airports. I don't know what that's what that car was supposed to do. So. My view on this, yes, General Motors did all the things that they should have done once the the, the problem occurred back in October 27th or so. You know, they, they did their due diligence and they got everybody in there to, you know, to look at it. But that was the horse that already got out of the barn and, the, and it wasn't Cruz that had opened the door. You know, it was it was General Motors who had, you know, left them on their own and you know, these guys did, I think, as good a job as they possibly could without any real direction. And um, in my opinion, what the one thing that General Motors should do is to bring bring both of those guys back in, run the company as it should be run, and try to do something with, within General Motors, or sell it to someone who knows what to do with it. And this is what I'm going to be discussing when I when the the lead ish the lead article comes out. What Alphabet, Google have been doing with Waymo, which is totally different from what General Motors has been doing with Cruise. Can you just uh, without giving away the whole article, sort of yeah. a little bit more about what what how are these approaches so different? Um. We didn't really know what Google was. What, what, sorry, we didn't really know what what Cruise was trying to do. They had General Motors and and Honda together were building this car and and whatever that car was going to be doing and whoever was going to be running it wasn't really clear. And Cruise has been developing a similar kind of business to what I think they thought Waymo was developing, which was either on one hand taxi company or on the other hand an uber-esque i mean th these are these are two essentially they're, they're the same thing but they're the the business model is a little bit different 
So in the article, in the lead article, what I tried to put into perspective was if, let's say Waymo was to become Uber in the United States, what would that mean in, in real terms, in real money? How much does Uber make in the United States? I'm talking not make, sorry. How much revenue do they pull in in the United States with their Uber business? Any, any idea? Any guesses? Okay, it's 12 billion. If you look at Google's, Google is 99.99% of, of Alphabet. That's, they bring in all the revenue. 50, 57% of that is search. If you look at the other bets, there's a, they call them the other bets. And that's right now, that's where Waymo is. Waymo is in the other bets. That's to, together, all the other bets together is 1 billion. You know, how do you get Waymo to go from something, a percent, 10%, maybe 1% of, of that 1 billion to being worth Google's, Google's time and efforts and Alphabet's time and efforts? And that, that's what the article is essentially saying. If it, we're going to become a taxi company, the t total taxi business in the United States, total revenue for taxi businesses in the United States, all of the companies all together, 12 billion. I mean, it's, it's a zoo and these are peanuts. This is not a business that Google is, is, has got to be in. It wants to be in. But Google is in some businesses that don't generate a lot of revenue, but they sure as tech generate a lot of interest and a lot of engagement. And if look at look at Google Maps, Google Maps isn't isn't a moneymaker, but they're, they're everywhere. Everything that Google is doing is somehow connected through search. That every every little bit of 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 Google is is connected in that way to Google Maps, but it's not generating twenty four billion dollars in revenue like YouTube is generating. I mean, if you want to, you want to have something inside of Google that's going to be worth. It's not a taxi business, that's for sure. Because in addition, even if it did make twenty twelve billion dollars in the United States, wiped out all of the taxi companies, became the number one taxi, the only taxi company in the United States, Google Taxi. It doesn't represent anything worth anything. But if you put, if you put Waymo into the same business that. Android Automotive is in. Android Automotive right now is beginning to eat everybody's lunch when it comes to navigation systems in vehicles. And it's not just it's not just Android Automotive, it's Google, it's Google Maps. It's it's Google Cloud. It's all of the pieces inside of Google that makes something like Android Automo Automotive irresistible to companies like, for example, Volvo and Audi and a, and, a, you know, and a growing number. I just saw an ad, I just saw something in the automotive news here has hired, has hired someone as the new CEO. The old CEO was there for seven years, did a decent job. He's, he left, they had interim, now they've hired a new, a new CEO. The headline is new CEO, big job ahead of him to, to, hold Google or Google Maps. 
hold on to customers that are being taken away by Google Maps. I mean, here has 80% of the of the car the car business maps inside of integrated navigation systems. Android Automotive, Google Maps is slowly eating away at that business. What does this have to do with Waymo? Waymo says of itself, we're in the autonomous driving business. It doesn't say we're in the robo taxi business. It doesn't say that we're in the we're in the Uber business. We're in the autonomous driving business. Waymo is Android <coughs> automotive. Waymo is something that's going to become part of every single vehicle. So that when we go out and we, we say, we want to have a driverless vehicle operating in Trenton, we don't have to buy a Cruise. We don't have to buy a Zooks. We can buy any car. And any car will have Waymo automotive in there to be able to do what the car needs to do. And we can run a fleet, which is, you know, it could include, won't, won't include Chevys as long as they own Cruise, but include it could include, you know, Chrysler's, it could include any, any of the car companies who could in, integrate this in the same way that Volvo and other companies are integrating Android automotive, they will integrate Waymo automotive and become part of, of a, a fleet of vehicles doing driverless. So I haven't given away the whole article, only 99% of it. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Alan? Yeah, and, and you know, um, Michael and I have talked about this, and I have, of course, a, a slightly um, um, a little different pitch on it than he does, but, but it's it's still fundamentally the same. Uh, you know, since the beginning, since since the first time we did one of these, since the first time I put out a smart driving car newsletter, you know, now, you know, we're in our 11th year right now. And even before that, you know, the 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 consideration was that there's a whole spectrum of of automation that can be brought to vehicles. And that spectrum of automation is we put, we didn't do the levels and always hate, didn't like the SAE levels. Why level one, two, three? What the heck does one, two, three, eight, 14 mean? Why not put, you know, some semantics on top of it? And we, we decided to call it safe, self, and driverless, you know, to, to, to sort of look at this, what we saw, thought from the very beginning were the three markets for this technology. One is is to have is to have a driver, a technology behind the human that is basically watching over over the shoulder of the human, so that anytime the human either misbehaved or got him or herself between a rock and a hard place, would intervene in there and save the day. You know, having automated emergency braking systems really work. Having the vehicle stay in your lane when you should stay in your lane. And if you don't need to stay in your lane, then not sit there and beep the heck out of you and make you turn the darn thing off. Say, it's okay. There's nobody coming the other way. You're fine. Do your thing. Have a ball. But if there is, bam, boom make sure it saves your butt 
that was the that was the beauty. In fact, used to have this this image of this woman with a with a grocery cart in a in a grocery store that had a had a, a baby carriage in it. And I, I always like to say, you knew, even though that baby carriage had a little steering wheel for that tot to sit there and go nuts and, and entertain themselves while they're traveling down the aisles of a supermarket, that woman, there was no way that that cart was ever going to hit anything and injure that child. She was there. And in fact, you know, that should be the the way NHTSA should promote safety in automated emergency braking systems such that they work when they're supposed to work and the and the failure rate, the false alarm rates, and so on are essentially zero. Because all of a sudden if this thing intervenes and puts the brakes on as I'm going down the highway, we know what the situation is. Now the Priuses did that. And 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 poor Toyota, you know, pulled their hair out trying to deal with why the heck I mean, is it whatever? And I don't know if it was ever really determined whether it was you know, unintended accelerations or whether, you know, it was human, whatever, pushing this, pushing the mat over top of the, who knows what the, whatever. Wasn't that Audi? Uh, I thought it, I thought it was Prius. Oh, oh I sorry. It, yeah, I, I thought that, it was that, Prius. That came later. Audi was, yeah, Audi, Audi, yeah. Audi, I mean, they've all had Audi it. Audi was first, yes. They've all yeah. had it, you know. Unintended, and so, unintended and, acceleration. Unintended acceleration. So whenever you do yeah. these things, you know, the technology has to be really good. Not only to save the day when, when you really need it, okay, but not to be... Uh, going out and 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 saying you know fire in a in a, in a movie theater when there's no fire <clears throat> and 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 so you know th- that reliability okay is enormously important it's enormously hard to achieve takes an enormous investment and that's where G- that's where gm and and Waymo and Mobileye and Tesla and everybody else should be really focused on. That's the safe piece. Let people drive and let them, whatever. You can cross the double line as long as there's not a car coming at you. And these systems should be good enough to be able to see if there's a car coming at you. And if they can't, then of course they shouldn't let you and you shouldn't go there. But if you happen to go there because of who knows what, and there's no car, what's the problem? Let people do it. It is extremely hard to do that. Okay. And here we find crews basically encountering about, you know, something that nobody thought about, I claim. Please let us know if you thought about it. And you, why didn't you raise your hand and convince them to take care of this situation? Or somebody that might end up underneath your car as you're, as whatever. 
and you break and you and try to not hit her and did everything right and then said, okay, my goodness, all the firefighters have been giving us saying, we can't block traffic. We've got to get out of the way. Jeez, well, let's just move it a little bit out of the way. You didn't check under the car. Okay, we'll do that next time. We had no idea we'd end up here. But now what you have is, I suspect, a, a public relations department in GM or Cruise that somehow doesn't want to come clean about this. My goodness, you know, things that we learned that we didn't know about, the last thing you want to do is hide them. And as we've said, I've said so many times, the last thing you want to do is is cover it up. I mean, we should be, you know, praising it. Oh, my goodness. We learned something here. We can fix this. It will essentially never happen again, or the probability of that is, you know, you know, 10 to the minus who knows how many. And we can move on from this. So I hope that what General Motors is doing when they're reducing what amount of money that they're going to continue to spend on, on crews is to basically fire the, the, the public relations department. I mean, GM went through this with respect to the, 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 the key business because, because they didn't quite design very well or whatever, didn't think that people would put that meant much weight on your keychain that it would turn on the car accidentally. You know, that happened, what, 10 years ago? They yeah. covered that one up. We got no problem here. It was like a two cent fix. I don't you know, know. You know why? Why is the the founder, someone who's been working on this for twenty years, over twenty years? This has been his 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 life and yeah. and and Dan Kahn's Kahn's life. Why is he more expendable than the 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 CEO of General Motors, who has had these kinds of events occurring consistently, various kinds of things occurring? <clears throat> For from a safety standpoint, why haven't they fired the CEO? No, well, <laughs> suddenly we've got a, we have a different situation. We have a company that has been essentially left on its own, and now it's causing some problems for GM. GM. So what do they do? They, I mean, he he gave his his resignation because he had to give his resignation. It wasn't like, he, well, I'm going to leave this. Why would he want to do that? I want to fix this. I want this company to be to be good, to be doing what it's supposed to be doing. I agree with you. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, they had a good guy yeah. in there, you know? Yeah. I, I think, you know, I've, and I've, I put my, my point out there. It came back. Several, several people came back to me and said, Mike, you're way out of line. I said, fire, fire this, the chairman of the board. Fire the chairman of the board of the of Cruz. <laughs> Who is that person? It's the same person who's the CEO of, of General Motors. By the way, if you look at General Motors stock, you know, what is what's General Motors stock been doing for the last six years or seven years since they bought Cruz? What are, what's you know, what's the what's the next pump up that the, that they're gonna do? I uh, and I, I think it's I think it's not only unfair, but it's taking away from a business which has shown itself to be at least in the same league 
as Waymo. No one else has, but at least in the same league as, as Waymo, doing similar sorts of things. If you can bring back Sam Altman, you know, you can bring back Kyle Vogt. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and I'd even put I'd I'd put another one on there. You uh, um yes, the, the origin vehicle is not the vehicle that necessarily I would design. Why? Because I think the main reason is is that is that the the vehicle is is meant to give people rides. That's its design is to give people rides. And and I think I have to I want to praise them for for building a vehicle that's at least maybe it not as many rides as you would like. Maybe it's only four or six or whatever, and it's not quite, but it is meant to give people rides. And why in the design of the vehicle to give people rides, does it have to have LIDAR, SMIDARs, WIDARs, who knows what's sticking out there? Like, who knows? I, I, I don't, I mean, does it really need to be a cyber truck? I don't know. I guess if you're out there and, and you're, you know, in Elon land, why not? I guess, okay, maybe, or does it have to be an Etzel? Maybe, okay. Uh, Etzels, I mean, as I've said, you know, cyber truck is cyber. This is cyber truck week. It's coming out this week. It's, you know, it's either going to be over here or it's going to be over there. One doesn't know, but apparently what sort of the initial data on Cybertruck is that every place where there's been a, a one put on display so far this week, everybody's scurrying to go see a Cybertruck and they have velvet ropes around all of them. I don't know. And 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 Jeffries uh, said- No, no that, wonder he doesn't have to spend on advertising. Yeah, right? and Jeffries, Jeffries comes out and says, uh, downgrades the price of the stock, uh, you know, the, the, the expected price and, and suggests that, that that Tesla should get out of the cyber truck business. Why? Because because Jeffries is holding an enormous short position on that. Okay. And it's I mean, come on, Jeffries, cut it out. But uh you know, uh, do you have customers, Jeffries? Never mind. Um, I guess I shouldn't say that, but how did we um, get how did we get from cruise to, to Cybertruck? Well, well that's, no, that's we got because, because anyway. of the origin, because there is a point that I'm trying to make about the origin vehicle. Um, uh-huh. At, at, least, at, at least at least at least yeah. General Motors was out there trying to put a vehicle, uh, design a vehicle that is meant to give people rides and and do that uh, do that uh, efficiently and go through and basically go to nits and say my goodness really uh, we have to have a rear view mirror in this thing even though we have cameras all over the darn thing and really you know if you really want to drive it there will be a joystick in there to drive it but my goodness do you have to have a steering wheel uh, that has to have an airbag on it so that when you crash, it doesn't penetrate your chest. Uh, I mean, cut it out. Um, we're, on, uh, we're on different sides of the, of the fence on this one. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But, but at least they were trying to do that, okay? I, I don't know but, what they were trying to do. I mean, I, I well, think maybe Honda they, was probably more more responsible for that. I don't know. But, yeah, it may be. It may be. Yeah. And it, again, may have been just a bunch of smoke and mirrors associated with trying to jack up the, the stock prices and so on, because, it, you know, it sort of looked good, uh, whatever. But I'll, I'll, yeah. 
I'll, I'll assume that what if one is going to go to the we talked about the safe if one the, the self is that you know it's like the intelligent cruise controls that we have in there we just let go the why do we have to steer when the darn thing steers better than us i mean cut it out uh you know do it for me instead of just looking over my shoulder and then to the complete driverless piece i don't know to to do it in in a jaguar i guess it's kind of nice people get to ride in a jaguar and uh, of course it's a jaguar not a jaguar but it's jaguar and 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 uh, to to do it in in a in a chevy bolt I, I mean it's tight squeeze okay to get into the back seat whatever one needs a vehicle that that is that is that is focused on giving people rides as opposed to being driven okay you know the new corvette is like great because i mean you're encapsulated i haven't had the chance to sit in one yet but i just perceive that it's great you know and for the driver you know, i don't know what it looks like on the if you're riding shotgun on that sucker and there's no back seat okay so anyway uh, somebody should be out there developing a vehicle that gives people rides as opposed to a vehicle that is meant to be driven. Okay? Nobody out there is doing that. Cruz was the only one. All right? Zooks claims that they're maybe doing it. Okay? Otherwise, what are we going to end up having to do? I mean, you know, China will give us, you know, 20 different versions in in a few years. Exactly. Well, you'll be able to see a picture of an origin in our book, but you won't be able to see a picture of Zooks because they didn't give us permission to use it. So... (laughs) We'll get, we'll get to that. And we, we, bam, and we got permission from someone who's going out of business. We got oh. permission from Cruz. Oh, geez. I mean, yeah. we're not very good, Michael. We yeah. we need to up our game. Uh, well, Alan, you brought up uh, Tesla, the Cybertruck, their big event in, in Texas uh, tomorrow. Uh, you went to another one of Elon's big events uh, earlier this month. The, the, the launch, any, any quick thoughts about that? Yeah. I mean, of course I have thoughts. Starship. I think I've, I just already just mentioned them. I think, you know, to me, it's, it's a play that's, that's like the Edsel play. And uh, what was that? 1958 or seven or six or five, or I even forgot the date of the Edsel, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was you know, a completely different design that, that, I'm sure look great to the designers. I guess I, I don't know how old I was. I thought they were really cool. Guess what? <laughs> this goes to show you <laughs> who it's like in the marketplace. People said what, <laughs> and one one has to wonder what you know what the reaction is going to be. This is this isn't a Hummer. I mean, even though it could be a Hummer, this, this is this is compl- This is this is different. And it depends on the marketplace. And if, if for some reason people line up to buy this sucker, we have no idea what the price is. At least I haven't seen a price yet. It was supposed to be like 40K. Uh, but if it is 40K, I mean, it can't be 40K. They can't put it out that cheaply. I mean, otherwise, otherwise, uh, uh, Jeffries is going to be able to get out and uh, from their short positions uh, very handsomely in a in a month or so. So as soon as the fourth quarter uh, earnings reports come out, but whatever. Um, 
um, and the anticipation of that, because uh, can they really make a, a, a stainless steel bulletproof truck with four wheel steering for 40 K and make money? Really? I mean, I, I don't know. Almost every Michael. estimate that's out there is, is significantly higher, at least 50% higher. Yeah, well, it, it might be. It might be. And and if you go out to try to buy a Lightning or, you know, or, for, or even a normal Ford F-150 before you walk out of the, the showroom, you know, uh, Ford F-150s aren't inexpensive. No. And uh, Michael, in, in Sweden, Tesla has... Other problems besides a, a stainless yeah, steel let's truck. Let's talk right? about that one. <laughs> Have you? Is is it in the news? Is it is it something that that people are reading about? Fleet, yeah, fleeting yeah. headlines for the most fleeting, part. Because I, yeah, I, I read the New I read I read the New York Times headlines every every morning, and I haven't. Maybe I've missed it, but I haven't seen anything in there about this. It it's it's shown up in the CNN news that I that I also look at. I'll make it I'll make it short. There are 130 employees of Tesla in Sweden who are responsible for fixing fixing Teslas when they break. They're in seven communities spread over a country that's about as as big as the east coast of the United States and as wide as Pennsylvania. Seven there are seven of these places. They also have locations where you can get your, your Tesla fixed uh, as part of other other facilities, but they have seven places where you can take your take your Tesla. Uh, um, as we know, Elon uh, Musk is is not a, a fan of unions, and there there probably has been a lot of talk about how how the the United Auto Workers are now going to go to Tesla and try to unionize them. And oh boy, I mean, you're not going to you're going to be in a big fight if you come come at me with unions, says Mr. Musk. Well, Sweden is a, is a country that is that has embraced unions, and unions are are embedded. They're part of the of the way things work. And we have something in Sweden. It's called a collective agreement. And the collective agreement is that within an industry. And we, we have very few strikes. We have very little, few problems between between workers and and, and, uh, and employees because of this. The agreements are negotiated within a within an industry. Let's say people who work in in, uh, in places where cars need to be fixed. There's a collective agreement, and this this has has to do with with basic pay. So that each individual is not coming into a place like they are now with Tesla and says, you know, how much do you want? Well, I'm, I want this. And OK, you get that. But you don't get this and you get this. And, then, and everybody's having their own little agreement within the collective agreements, which are part of every industry, not just, you know, not just manufacturing, but all industries, engineering, service workers, everyone. The collective agreements is basically this is the. This is what how it works for everybody in the industry, and Elon Musk has essentially said, you know, you can take your your collective agreement and and do something with it, but I don't want to have anything to do with that. None of my none of my businesses anywhere are going to be unionized. So 130, we're talking about 130 people. Um, 
Sweden is the third largest market for Teslas. And of course, it's the third largest market because you can't, if you want to buy a Tesla, you just go to the government and says, I want to buy a Tesla. Here's the money. You don't pay any taxes for X number of years. You know, here it is because we, we support we support electric cars. It's not just Tesla. It's any any electric cars. So it's a it's a, it's a large market. Um, so it's not a market that, that he would just normally kind of walk away from. Although it's it's not ten percent. It's more like one percent of their of their total sales. So the 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 union called a strike, and what the strike essentially says is that we want to that we're going to put out our Union union people are going to come out. We don't know how many people inside of the of the uh, Tesla facilities are unionized. Very few, um, but we're going to call a strike, and our union is going to kind of put up a picket at your facilities, your seven facilities, and your other facilities. Okay, that's fine. Doesn't bother us. Nothing's going to happen. We're not going to sign your agreement. This is four weeks ago. Okay, so step one, we call a strike. Step two parts aren't delivered because you have a sympathy strike on the part of the of the um, truck workers. Step number three, we're not going to clean your facilities. Step number four, we're not going to unload your cars. Step number five, step number five, well, in, in between there, 50% of the, com- the companies who have agreements with Tesla to buy company cars from Tesla said, mm, nope. We're going to, we support the union. The last straw, and this was the one that, that broke the musk, musk camel back, um, that finally got him to talk, was that the postal workers stopped delivering the mail. Oh, big deal. You know, there are only seven places, you know, send us an email. The mail, and the reason why the mail is important is that when they deliver the mail, they deliver the license plates for the cars and the license plates for the cars can't be delivered by any, any, you know, any DHL or anybody else. They have an agreement that the postal company delivers. It's not the, it's not a Swedish post. It's a postal company. They have to deliver this. And of course, if you can't put a license plate on your car, even if you sell the car, you can't drive the car. You might be able to, you know, temporary license for a day or so. So this finally, you know, Musk says, this is madness. This is insane. How can they do this? Next day, two um, suits are filed, one with the postal company and the other with the organization called Transport Studios the Transport Administration saying, this is illegal. You can't do this. You're, you're picking it. You're pointing out us and you're, you know, this is discriminatory. So the same day, a little court in a little schmilzy town in the south says, oh, you're right. You know, we got to start delivering. Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) The next day, no, no. Hey, not so fast. So five weeks now have passed. And Tesla is saying, you know, we're not going to sign any agreement. So you can keep going on as as you as you, you you're going. And all the while. There's a there's a small minority of people in Sweden who hate unions, you know, just really dislike unions, and it's it is a very small minority. I'm not included in that small minority. We couldn't um, tell, Michael. No, you couldn't tell. <laughs> and I'm, you know, 
there there's a very large group of people who want you know who want to see this guy whatever you can say about him he he really is he you know he's, he, to do this to make a point out of we don't care how things work in sweden sweden you know I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'll sell my cars to you, but I'm not going to follow your rules, your regulations. He came here once. He went to a party for the former ambassador under, under the, the, you know, the former guy had an ambassador here who was of course kicked out as, as quickly as he could. He lands his plane about 10 miles away from where we live here, went to a party. 50% of the people who got, went to the party got covid admitted that they got COVID, including him. And uh, so that's that's the story. That's This is a saga. And I'm putting all of this, and I'm writing this as things happen. This is going to be in the next issue. You know, and, and it's going to be along with this, with the article. It's going to be combined with the article, with the, the piece about the United Auto Workers and how both of these folks are fighting for their, their livelihoods. So... Yeah. Stay well, tuned. Rob Maurer reported on this uh, also um, that I have. And, and Rob, apparently, uh, at least as he put it, um, uh, Tesla got some sort of court order that they can go to who knows where, like Denmark or something like that, or someplace else and pick up the, pick up the, the, the licenses themselves or something. And it's, nope. they, nope. they, oh, that was, that was overruled. Was, was overruled. There, there was a ruling, I think. Overruled this week as well, right? Yeah, uh, over, yeah this all happened in the last two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. overruled. Oh, it was, yeah, overruled. It was overruled. The, the underruled was overruled. And the, the underruled was overruled. <laughs> the, the last word hasn't been. The last, the last hasn't word been hasn't been. I mean, talk about a tempest in the teapot. Whatever. <laughs> 130 workers. 130 workers. It causing all of this, this pain because one guy. The head of the organization says unions, no unions, no, no way, no unions. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, you guys yeah, well, are going to have to have like uh, follow ups to your book after it comes out. We're about a month oh, yeah. away from from the release of, of the book, The Real yes. Case for Driverless Mobility. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. You we finally Michael, we finished. I, we finished yeah. all of the edits last week. Yes. So, so Michael, you think I should I should uh, join the folks here who want to unionize the faculty at Princeton University? And uh, you know, I think there's one guy some somewhere here. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. You know. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So yeah. With the, with the book, with all that's been going on with 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 Cruz, um, I guess the message takes on even more urgency. Yes. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Yeah, I think we're both in agreement with that. And, you know, to to say what what market Waymo should be in or what market uh, Cruz should be in or what market who knows whom is going to do this should be in is the market of giving people rides who need rides. I mean, that that is that is a need that is out there. And and um, and and that's you know you you have two ways of getting from A to B. You can do it yourself, or you can get a ride. But, but one know. of the things that I think we haven't really talked about the contents of the book, but and we haven't sort of we haven't really talked about the 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 structure of the book. But simply, 
what we did two years ago, two and a half years ago now, was we said, we have put together what we think is a good structure for the, for the, um, um, the seminars, the, the events, the symposium that, that Alan Summit. started summits that we put together five, they put together five or six years ago. And in that we discussed a number of different issues. And the last one that we did, which was very comprehensive and we did it as a, um, um, remote because it was during COVID we took all of those topics and we included those topics in the book. Who's going to build them? Who's going to operate them? Driverless vehicles. Um, you know, what is the business case for them? All of these topics are in, are in the book and we discussed this. And one of the things that when, when we discussed this in the, you know, what's going to power them? You know, how are they, how are, how are they going to be powered? But, but we had one, Ish, one um, um, seminar, hour and a half, three, couple of hours, where we discussed who is going to build them, who's going to design them, and who's going to operate them. And it's not the same company. I mean, what we, we had some really good people in this, in this, this uh, topic who, who uh, have been dealing with these issues for many years. General Motors is in the car building business. It thought it was in other businesses a while ago. It thought it was in the, you know, the service business or mobility as a service business. And all of these companies who thought they were in that business have realized if they're not in the car business, they're, they're out of business. But there are other companies who, who provide services. Google is not, Google is in the, is in the advertising brokering business that's their business that's what they do if they've got somebody doing something else they're in another bet which eventually they will be put into the an organization that's able to use what what they do so so they bought youtube they brought youtube in and it's generating 20 24 25 billion dollars a year in revenue for them but the revenue is coming from search it's coming from selling advert, not search, but it's from advertising. It's coming from selling advertising. I think that the companies that will provide the rides are not the companies that are going to build the cars. And they're not the companies that are going to develop the hardware and the software and everything else that will make these cars operate. They're not the ones who are going to make the chips. If there is a company that's going to do everything I don't see it. I don't, it's not on my planet. I don't, I don't have it in my, in my, in my radar. It's not, certainly it's not going to be Google because Google doesn't do this. It certainly isn't going to be General Motors because General Motors hasn't, doesn't have a clue as to how to deliver services. And, and the thing that we can say about Tesla, Tesla's made a point in saying, we're going to put cars out that are self-driving. You buy one of our cars and you let, you let somebody else drive that car, whether they want to drive it or whether they want to sit there and sleep while it's going, that's up to them. But the car will be able to do all of these things. So Tesla's in the car business. It's not in the, the car selling business. It's not in the service business. X, SpaceX is in the putting up, they're not in the, they're not in the, in the, in the rocket business. They're in the putting things up in space business. 
I mean, I, we, we've got to get the, the, the terms correct to, to understand why Waymo has said, we're in the autonomous driving business. We're not in the ride business. We're not in the Uber business. We're not in the in the search business. We're in the autonomous, they say autonomous driving business. So do I think that, that it's necessary for the, a company that wants to be able to, to provide rides, to build the cars, to provide the, the the complete infrastructure, provide everything and put all of those things in place. And then to do this, to scale this up across the, I don't know. I, I think that's the, the com a completely irrelevant approach to doing this because every market is going to be different, that situations are going to be different. And one company is going to have a very difficult time delivering rides if it thinks it's going to do it in Scranton, as well as in New York and Philadelphia and, and you know, Phoenix, there are lots of people who can operate businesses providing rides and they can do it in very different ways as long as they have the vehicles that are capable of doing it and what we what we're trying to put put in the book what we're trying to say in the book is there is a need and that need isn't getting people from business meetings in downtown new york to laguardia airport the need is providing rides for people who really need to have rides and are not being served by the, the, the current markets. And that's a very large group of people. And that's how we get to the point where you could hit a $50 billion valuation, maybe at scale, because there are so many people that need a ride, but they're not the people that go to the airport. Okay. They're not that. They're, it's everything else that it could be done. It's all the people that, that don't go to places now where they could. And I've said, you know, since the beginning when, when I was doing turn-by-turn -turn navigation and pioneering that, which I think I did, the real value of turn-by-turn -turn navigation is what? It's it's to get people uh, to who never go anywhere to then go places. Why? Because now if they have something that will allow them to get there, but that's not even the most important piece. It will give them peace of mind that they'll be able to get home. Oh my goodness, it's a, it's a life changer. Not only am I worried about getting there, oh my goodness, I'm going to get lost, or da 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 But wherever you end up, these things trivially bring you home. Wow. And this is this. I don't think Cruz ever said that. Okay. No. Even though when they went into San Francisco, we said on the, we said in here, you know, we praise them for only operating at night. Why? Because they could get all the people who, who went to the, the bars and the restaurants who had too much to drink and bring them home. Oh my goodness. And people were more than willing to go out and maybe have an extra, not that they should, not that we recommend that, but if they did, that way to get home. Boom. Did San Francisco ever praise them for doing that? No. Oh, you ran over a fire hose. Oh, you <clears throat> blocked a vehicle that could have backed up and, you know, gone around you very. No, they decided like the New York Times article yesterday. I mean, whatever. Come on, New York Times. When did you become, you know, a tabloid? 
whatever (laughs) (laughs) we we hit everybody (laughs) the uh, the book again is the real case for driverless mobility and when it comes to providing rides alan uh one last thing from the upcoming newsletter is you could be a football player and need a ride (laughs) my goodness you know arizona cardinal got a flat tire in his bmw to change the tire but of course bmw doesn't provide you a tire for to change you know i guess i guess this doesn't he know that you can run flat or never mind <laughs> so he pulls in the gas station and and sees a family pumping pumping gas they must have been pumping their own gas it wasn't new jersey where they would be having the gas pump for them but and saw kids wearing arizona cardinal uh, gear and said, hey, yo, I'm one of the stars of the team. I need to get there, you know, whatever. Oh, of course, I need a ride. Now, luckily, you know, I mean. Luckily, they had a a car that was big enough to to get him in. Probably. I mean, the kid's here on my lap. I don't know. Hopefully, it (laughs) it wasn't, you know, whatever. I don't know. But, you know, people need rides. And it and the the thing that's sort of the punchline of our book is that if you can develop the technology to have a computer do this, then it turns out that at scale, the cost of delivering that ride is so small that it can be so affordable to anybody. So now affordability is not the issue. Equity is not the issue. It's not going to care whether you're black, white, orange, or whatever, or whether you're a football player or or a whatever. A and you can go there and you can get a ride when you need a ride. When when the customer when the customer decides that this is you know when they would like to go from A to B. I mean that is just an enormous value proposition, and do it reasonably safe ultimate safety i mean you know it's it's unachievable if if you know or if you're trying to solve the snow problem or the fog problem or who knows what problem you know waymo and those guys didn't don't want to come to jersey because there might be snow sometime what about all the days when there isn't snow just look how much good you could be doing. And who, who's, maybe the New York Times wants you to, you got to do it perfectly for everybody. I mean, otherwise, my goodness, you know, well, get out of here, New York Times. I agree. Well, I mean, Alan, th- this story would have been uh, much better for us if it had been Waymo that picked them up and took them to the stadium. But that, that... Well, no, yeah, yes <laughs> and no, but, it, you know, it, it's, it, hey, if you really think about it, we should be so neighborly in our neighborhoods that anybody, anytime in our neighborhood who can who can bum a ride from us should welcome into my car. <clears throat> you know, why isn't somebody de- developing the communications, the X or the Twitter, the whatever that easily makes people to, to you know, just give a ride to somebody as this family decided to do for this, for this person. Why? Because, well, of course, I mean, it fits, but why does it need that kind of fit to just give somebody a ride to where you're going? What's the big deal? Well, I think you've, you've had uh, a 
this company. I believe the woman's up in Maine. Yeah, yeah. Runs a yeah. service for older yeah. adults, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Catherine Freund in ITN America. You know, they're trying to get you know get uh, senior volunteers to 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 do what really technology should be able to do. But it's great if you have a person and you know a person do it. No problem. Not trying to displace those entities. It's just that the opportunity to extend that 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 service opportunity, and as Michael said, you know, in the end, this is a service business. It's a ride. It's a ride. It's a ride. It's a ride. It's like a a latte, a latte, a latte, a latte. You know, this is where this this is how one is delivering both the value and and the profit opportunity. Because if it only ends up costing us something like two fifty a ride to break even, a lot of people are probably willing to pay you three fifty. And if you can put a buck in your pocket for each ride, and it's a good ride, and you have customers saying, and maybe even tipping you another buck, who knows what? You can get you can get to the valuation, but it has to be it has to be thought of as a service business, as Michael pointed out. It is that service piece for which you're going to need the mechanisms. You you know these folks need the coffee, they need the water, they need the. <laughs> this is a fake one. <laughs> I. I... I either do that this or, to people either that... that are very old. I wasn't sure. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the book again. We only got a month to wait for it. Uh, yeah, the real yeah, case of driverless wait. mobility. So, anyway, thank you thank once you. again, Michael, for spending time with us. Uh, a pleasure. I Always. You've got a new family member on the way. That computer is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I had to go and pick up the old ones just to be able to have our call. But the uh, the new ones, you know, the, the, it's it's still being readied. Yeah, yeah. It's in the incubator. You, you deserve a new computer. I mean, a ten-year-old computer is. It's ten. Yeah, it's ten. Wait, years wait, old. wait! You got to have one of these. Got to have one of these, man. <laughs> What is that? Oh yeah, slide rule. Yeah. <laughs> My slide rule. I still have it, man. <laughs> I'm I'm ripping, raring to go. Excellent. Well, <laughs> thank you again. And the website is michaelsena.com. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com. Also on Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>